you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. There's two ways that we could track a person saw YouTube ad and then converted on our own branded terms. One is that segmentation that I just shared with you, where how does my search campaign have three engaged view conversions? If you know that you're going to be running four or five ads next month and you have the videos, build those audiences now. You can't retroactively go back and do this. If there's data you could leverage, like as the client, who's your demographic of people that purchase, and they say, oh, it's 90-10, female, male, good. Use it as your guide. It's all that is We're talking about the video campaign types. I'm of the opinion that the action campaigns are still very good, but there's a lot of campaigns that we have not tested yet that I think can be worthwhile for companies that have multiple videos. Again, we need to think back to last week's where it says, if you're going to run this, make sure your client knows how YouTube actually works and it's not a click attributed network. We do have some view engagement that we can identify versus the click engagement. That is the thing now in Google. So we have that as a backup. Norbeam, I don't know what's going on with them lately, but they are just unreliable. So let's work with what's reliable. We know that we can see click versus views, and we know that targeting a good audience with a good ad is going to help. Don't make it 80% of your spend and make the client upset, but we should include this. And the reason why we should include this is because we can track it on even through multi-channel attribution. This might actually have this included. Let me just see if I can share this with you all. It's not in here. It is in this campaign. Here's something that I think is really interesting. There's two ways that we can track partial. There's two ways that we can track a person saw YouTube ad and then converted on our own branded terms. One is that segmentation that I just shared with you, where how does my search campaign have three engaged view conversions? So there's no video in here. So how does this happen? How do we have a person that had three views of a video that's not in this campaign? I'm using first click attribution. So because they saw a YouTube ad here and then Google the brand name, which my brand name is captured in search. We didn't want a brand campaign. We just stuck it in there because it wasn't a big spend. But because we had a person that watched YouTube and then search, this is still click attributed conversions here, but they're just telling you how they're click attributed conversions because I'm capturing an engaged view as a click through conversion. I set that up. I said, yes, if it's 30 days counted as a click conversion. So that's how that is being kind of identified here. But if we're seeing our brand campaign, for example, having engaged view conversions and you're running YouTube, perfect. People are watching a video longer than 10 seconds, going the brand and coming back through that way. So we do have some validity there. We can point to that and say, here's not everything, but this is the trend. The other part that we can see is if we go into the audience manager of an account, you have to make sure that that YouTube account of that client is linked to Google ads. It has to be linked. Any questions about how to link a YouTube account? Does anybody have any questions at all? It's not a stupid question. I just want to make sure that I don't skip over something that no one has experienced before. So please raise your hand. I'll show it very quickly. Not an issue, but does anybody have any questions about how to link a YouTube account to Google ads? I think we should okay. show it anyways. Okay. So go into tools and settings, go into linked accounts here, and you'll scroll to the one that says YouTube here. And we have to link the YouTube account right to Google ads. They don't have access to their own YouTube account, so I'm just pulling it in for them anyway. But when you link the YouTube account, I did it in this one here so that we can see how to do this. You have to add the channel, then you have to post the channel URL in here. So going into the YouTube channel on this client here, this paste the YouTube channel in here, it'll say, here's this person. 
someone else owns a channel, which we don't have right now, is what was the email address of the person that owns that channel, that they are the channel owner and that they can approve your request. So this is something you'll have to have from the client first, is what is the email address of the channel owner? We're all delegated users in this channel. Well, I'm not, but they are, but they don't have the original owner of the channel in order to approve us. It's okay. I'm still running YouTube ads. You can run YouTube ads. The only two things you don't get is custom audiences of YouTube ads or the individual metrics of like people that watched more than one video after engaging in an ad. So it's called earned views and then earned subscribers. Those are the, like the things that you're not going to get. It shouldn't stop you from running YouTube ads, but that's just something that we'll need to have a step one of go in and make sure that you can actually link the YouTube ads channel to your Google ads account. Then let me switch back to a different client account that has this here. Let's get my YouTube's linked up here. And then here's what we're going to do. Go into tools and settings, go into audience manager. Inside of audience manager, you're going to create a new audience. Your new audience is going to be YouTube users. Inside of the audience of YouTube users, you're going to make a few different audiences. Make sure you're starting from as wide as you possibly can down to what you're planning to do. And I'll share with you what that means. So the first thing is going to just say all, YouTube, any video as an ad or view to certain videos as an ad. So this is something that's important. If I'm running a target frequency on that one video, I want to know do the people that watch that two or three times Google my brand name. I'm going to build that audience. So these are the people that I'm going to be building. That's how you use this when I say in the future. If you know that you're going to be running four or five ads next month and you have the videos, build those audiences now. You can't retroactively go back and do this. Not very effectively anyway. I found that there is still a match right here that is like 60 to 70% accurate. So this isn't a perfect indicator of success. Build it first though. So you can say view a certain video as an ad and then paste in your video here. So I know that anybody, oops, I know that anybody that has watched this video as an ad in the last 540 days. I want to build this first, run ads this way. It starts to track day one by watching it. You can pre-fill the segments in the last 30 days. We're already doing that here, or you can start with an empty segment. But if it's something you're doing in the future, just start with an empty segment. If you have people that are viewing any video as in the past 540 days, you can only pre-fill it in the last 30 days. That's why I'm saying you can't really retroactively go back and do this with an ad. You got to build it first because if you're running it for two months, you got 30 days missing. Description, this is for you. Name it whatever you'd like. But go through and build all these viewer segments. Because then when you hop into your brand campaign later on and you go into the audiences, you can have an observe audience that's added in here. I don't think I've done this yet. 14 can be shown to, oh, maybe not. Customer list. Yeah, no, I, they had a policy issue from the previous, long story short, this account got penalized pretty hard for a previous violation because they were uploading people who bought COVID masks. They got messed up. So I might not be able to do it this account here. Anyway, if you upload an audience here of people that have viewed your YouTube ads, that says, okay, it's an observation. The past 30 days of people who watched a YouTube ad, for example, there's four conversions in there. What does that tell you? It tells you four people watched that ad and then Google searched your brand name. Great. Why this is important is because if you're running a brand campaign at the same time running YouTube, you can start to sort of identify these users and prove it to your client alongside of the fact that we should see an overall increase in their actual revenue. This is not a glitch. 
I'm interrupting the video you're watching because I need to remind you that I'm always looking for people to join our team. So if you're passionate about Google Ads and you want to work with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, please go to solate.com forward slash apply. Speaking of working with the best Google Ads agency on the planet, if you're having trouble with Google Ads and you want professional help, that's what we do. You can go to solate.com, that's S-O-L-8.com, to apply for your free, no obligation action plan. And if I've given you any level of value at all, maybe think about giving me a thumbs up and subscribing to our channel. That's how we juice the YouTube algorithm them so they actually know that I know what I'm talking about. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or confessions, hit me below in the comments. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Just to go back on what you were talking about when you were saying building out the audiences for YouTube, if we've got a target frequency campaign set up, and let's say we've got five videos inside that campaign, would we set up an individual audience for every single video viewed as an ad and put that in observation? So there might be five videos in observation inside the brand campaign? You can, and I'll just know that what I'm going to discuss here would could possibly change that. You're on the, exactly on the right track. And I love that you and my brain work exactly the same because I said, oh, I said that, I got to show them this. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, you said that, you need to show me this. It's cool. You'll see what I mean next. And when I was saying there's a new type of campaign that I think we should test for people that have good amount of YouTube ads, that we need to have that top of funnel be driven. Whether that's true for action or not, that's has to be taken out of the equation right now because this new camp, this other campaign type that I think we should all start testing, you cannot use true boot for action. It's only a target CPM model. But when you see it, it'll make a lot more sense to say, you know what? If we have a really good audience, and what I'm talking about is the interest based audience, also get into demographics, male and unknowns or female and unknowns. Just by the way, just know you're always gonna have to do the unknowns. And then later on, if the unknowns categories don't perform, then take them out. But unknown right now is 60% of all of YouTube's known demographics. We have a chat, I just wanna see. Yeah, that was me just DSK. mentioning oh. not DSK. <laughs> yeah, so the Google's known audiences in markets, affinities, life events, et cetera. So not custom and not yours and not keywords, it's Google's audiences. When I say Google's audience, it means without you telling it what you want, it presented what it had or has or haves. What it says that it has, we know that we have this in market, this affinity, and this in life event audiences. And I'm not choosing the DSK keywords. I'm not making a custom audience of people who have Googled this keyword. It's only what Google has. If you have good audiences that are relative enough that you're worth spending a penny on, then include them. The demographics include your unknowns as a default, but then build out who you would want. Let's just do that now before we dive into this one. Let me just grab a video campaign. And this target frequency here, for example, I'll share with you what I mean. If we look at the audiences inside the demographics, I'm excluding 55 to 65. This is a curly hair product. I'm probably not gonna get too much sales on 55 to 65 from YouTube shorts from this age group. That's my hunch. I put some unknowns in there though as well. And 18 to 24, I got more clicks and 25, 35, 45, 54. I'm going to wait. I don't know if this audience is going to be engaged. My unknowns, I didn't include them, but it is one. Now let's look at the impressions. Let's look at the views. Views are much higher for the audience that I expect them to be. These are TikTok users. That's how I'm building my avatar. These are primarily TikTok-esque age group users. 18 and 24, perfect. But I'm including people that still want to be TikTok users. <laughs> let's just solve that. Gender, I'm doing female and unknown. I don't want to make this about a gender discussion, but made sense for, for what I'm trying to achieve. So I'm excluding males and I'm using females. And that's obviously, I do have a couple of views in the unknowns. My unknown cost per milli is the same as my female. It's actually a little higher. Good. I don't know how I got males in there. They've been excluded. <laughs> Kate, you and I built this with each other. 
how do you think that happened? I mean, I wonder if it's a group of the unknowns that maybe got categorized as males. <laughs> I don't Probably. know. I don't know either. <laughs> but it was unknown, but they found out later. Like, yeah. Oh, but cool. So household income, these are $20 items. I don't care what you make. Perfect. Makes sense. Lower 50 is getting the most amount of clicks. I'm glad I didn't try to just put it towards like the top 10% or the top 20%. That's not where my massive amount of engagement is coming from. You think about it, these are people that are trying to curl their hair themselves. What does that mean? They may not be in a position financially to decide that it is best for them to go have it done by someone else and pay for it. So let's just call it. Let's just leave it at that. That was my demographic for my, my household income. And parental status, I just left it all open. There's not even data on that. I don't really care if you're a pair or not, if you have curly hair. Good. That's not a deciding factor for your So that's what I'm saying by demographic. Leave the unknowns, but target the people that you want. If it's applicable to a specific gender. Not to make this creepy or odd, but lingerie, for example, even men's hair care products like receding hair is actually purchased by equal genders as frequently as each other. So men buy women, and I'm just using the genders that we can see instead of Google, men do buy women lingerie as a gift. It happens a lot. The company, sorry about this, everyone. The company that we had, that was a male wash company. Yeah, okay, on <laughs> What? Shocked. Our primary demographic of purchasers were women. That is who was, and they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on, on advertisements. It was about 65% female, 35% male. Valentine's Day was bigger than their Christmas. The women would order this gift set for the male partners more often than the males would purchase it for themselves. Don't assume that because a product is made for a specific gender, that the other gender wouldn't buy it for the other gender. Just leave it at that. Let's just make sure that that's something we test rather than assume. This I'm assuming because this is very, 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 I mean, we're talking like 91% to nine female versus male buyers. If I'm testing something, I'm going to go with what the data already shows and not assume. If there's data you could leverage, like ask the client, who's your demographic of people that purchase? And they say, oh, it's 90, 10, female, male. Good. Use it as your guide. It's all that is to be said. But always include your unknowns because those are also half of your people. Make sense? Cool. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.